your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. It's Friday, everybody, but as everyone in this country knows, it is not a normal Friday. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about a couple of serious topics because I had part of the episode planned out yesterday, but something happened in the sports world that I feel like I need to discuss personally because it made me sick to my stomach hearing what this man said about another man we will discuss that in the second half of the episode but as i stated today is not a normal friday it is september 11th 2020 and as everyone knows it is the 19th anniversary of the september 11th attacks that took place in new york city in pennsylvania in Washington, D.C., I think it is the worst terrorist attack on U.S. soil, and it was basically a sad and just tragic day, and you know what? I feel like I can incorporate into this episode, so in the first half of this episode, we are going to talk about that, and in the second half of the episode, I will tell you guys why I was sick to my stomach when I watched the sports news yesterday. So, first, I do have to do this. If you hadn't checked out yesterday's episode, I basically broke down Mark Recchi's interview with Amanda Stein. Go give that a listen, and also, guys, I have apologize i know this is like the second or third day in a row that i said i would be talking about the new jersey devils draft picks i would be talking about the seattle krakens expansion draft and how it could potentially affect the new jersey devils but guys i am terrible with dates i totally forgot that the anniversary of the september 11th attacks was this friday i had something planned out for it and you know what i'm just terrible with time so i apologize for that and also just something that happened in the sports media world. I know I'm talking about it a lot. We will discuss it in this episode. Don't worry. But just, man, man, I'm just so angry at this reporter for what he said about someone's depression. And we will talk about that second half of the episode. I don't want to rant right now. But let's talk about the first thing on the agenda for today. So obviously, it is the 19th anniversary of the September 11th attacks. Probably the worst attack on U.S. soil. So the basic question that everyone asks everyone is, Where were you when this attack happened? So, for me, I was just a kid at the time. I, like, like a very little kid. I was like, um, see, I was born in 99. I think I was just about, I was about two or three at the time. So, um, I was at home with my parents, and we were living in Detroit at the time. So, um, my dad actually requested an off day from work that morning because he and my mother were going to vote for Detroit's new mayor. And um, the, his office said, yeah, don't worry, you, you can get the day off. But did you hear that a bomb went off in Grand Central Station, they told him? And he was like, what? What what happened? And he, they were like, turn on the news. And when he sees the news, um, he, he, he saw that they got it wrong. And that was actually the Twin Towers that uh, had an attack. But, you know, obviously this was early on. No one knew what was going on. And then he sees the second plane hit and then... He realized and everyone else in America realized this was no accident. This was an attack. And obviously everyone is fearful. Everyone is scared. Everyone is confused. Everyone is just trying to get all the information together. You know, we got misinformation. We got real news. Everything was just mixing all into one. Like everything was just happening so fast because we didn't know how to react to this as a society. So, you know, it was like, what's going on? What do we do? And, 
years and years and years later, my dad shared this story with me and it still sticks by me. To this day, I'm still inspired to it, to this very moment. He said, Trey, despite everything that was going on in America, despite the fear, the sadness, the anger, the confusion, all of that, I still took your mother, yourself, and your brother, my brother was a newborn at the time, I still took you all to the voting center and we voted for Detroit's next mayor because it was our civilian duty to vote. And that inspired me to this day because the point he was trying to make was that despite in fear, confusion, anger, sadness, even something so tragic on American soil, your mother and I still had a job to do. And that just inspired me. It inspires me to keep going. And for anyone listening, if something bad happens, if something tragic happens, if something so sad happens, whatever the case might be, I know I'm repeating myself, but just keep going. Keep fighting through it. You, you can't get over something, but you can get through it. And, you know, when you go through something, sometimes you got to go through hell. And that's why I just want to inspire the people the same way my dad inspired me, which is don't let anything scare you from not doing your job. Don't let any fear stop you from doing your job. Keep going. Keep marching through. We're soldiers. We can fight through it. So, as I said, you can't ever get over something, but you can go through it. And that's what... I think of the phrase, I've been through hell, which is I didn't get over hell. I didn't take the path of easy or the path of the painless. I worked hard. We go through it. Just go through it. March through it. And that's what my dad inspired me in that story. And I think that's what I want people to take away from this story that my father told me, which is despite everything that was happening, he still felt like it was his job and his duty to vote. And he wasn't going to let anyone fear him out of it. And that's something I admire. And um, to continue with my dad's story. So when he went back to work, I, I believe, I don't know when exactly he went back to work. We'll, we'll just say a few days later. Um, he, he was working at the Renaissance Center in Detroit at the time. And that was one of the tallest buildings in Detroit. So everyone was fearful that, you know, p- potentially could our place be the next target? Because it's such a historical landmark in Detroit. It's so recognizable. And that was the fear throughout all America. Uh, Which target was next? Is this over? Like, what's going to happen? And also, all flight was just grounded. And just everything stopped. Sports stopped. So similar to what we saw with the COVID pandemic, that's what happened after the September 11th attacks. Just things stopped. And, you know, it was just something we've never seen before. And... Um, you know, just, I, I don't remember it cause I was just two or three at the time, but you know, this is what happens when you ask questions and you just try to expand and just try to, you know, experience it through someone else, like live in the moment, like dad, what happened? Mom, what happened? Grandma, what happened? Grandpa, what happened during this day? Because you live to tell the tale and I was too young to remember, or I wasn't born at the time. So for anyone listening, Don't be afraid to ask questions about what happened during this day because we need to ask questions like that. And that's why I just want to inspire to all people. And uh, my dad also said that, you know, the very next day there was just more American pride. He saw a lot of people waving American flags. American flag stands were just selling out and, you know, uh, just true patriotism for our country. And, you know, I I think that's when we're all together, like, you know, despite gender, race, political differences, 
you know, we all bleed the same blood. We all live in the same area. And you know what? In times like this, we come together to just say, I'm there for you. And I'm willing to sell our differences for the sake of just healing. And I think that's what people to take away from this, which is bad things are going to happen, but just go through it. We can all get through it. And that's what my dad inspired me. And if dad, you're listening to this, um, I appreciate it. And just know that your story did inspire me. So um, like I said, I have family from the East Coast and particularly New Jersey. So as people know, that's where, um, where was the fourth plane hijacked? But um, I, I believe it was on its way to San Francisco and a lot of the passengers were from suburban New Jersey. So my aunt actually told me the story of, you know, before before the September 11th attacks, my aunt actually worked near the World Trade Center. So, you know, she would get lunch near it and, you know, uh, she said she stopped working there like uh, a year before the attacks happened, so she wasn't anywhere near it, thank goodness. But she did tell me some of the stories of the passengers who were on board United Airlines 93 and how some of their family members still resided in New Jersey at the time. So like Todd Beamer, whose infamous last words, as some of you may know, before the passengers decided to revolt and try to regain control of the plane from the terrorists, he famously said, let's roll to the guys. And then that's when the revolt happened. And she also said there were a few other passengers who were from the New Jersey area and how their families still reside there and how they don't live so far away and you know I asked my aunt do you know any of them personally do you, do you know any of their mutual friends do you know any of them and she said none that she knew of but nonetheless that's still pretty cool that my aunt knows all that and also New Jersey we had heroes in our backyard and we didn't even realize it so when you are thinking of who's your next hero just remember there are people who do heroic things every day there are people who work hard every day and you don't even realize it so just a thought for that so anyway those are my 9-11 stories and yes they're not my personal tales but luckily I have family members who are able to provide me some insight because remember I was young at the time so I didn't know what was going on and as I grew older and I was able to learn more about it on my own you know I just realized that it was a very tragic day and that you know we as a society are still hurting by it that's why we still talk about it but we can get through it. We don't get over it. We get through it. That's why they built another World Trade Center in New York City and why they still have 9-11 uh, memorials in New York City. So it goes to show you that they didn't get over it, but they went through it and just said, let's try again. Let's rebuild again. But we got to make sure that the people who unfortunately passed on that day, that their memory doesn't go in vain. So that's what I like. And yeah, that's basically my um, September 11th stories, even though it's not my personal encounter. But I, I appreciate my family members for providing it so that way I can tell the tales and maybe inspire people of the future. So hopefully you guys are inspired by it just as much as I am. Now we do have to go to break. And, you know, you, you guys, I'm always full of energy. I'm always... Uh, just cracking jokes and things of that nature, but and I'm not even allowed to tell you guys when I'm going on break. But you know what? I'm I'm willing to break the rules a little bit because you know this is a very serious and also just a very sensitive episode that I don't want to just be like uh, all 
oh, oh, this or that because I don't want to seem disrespectful. So my next ad is for Built Bar, and I always pre-record my live reads. So here's my live read for Built Bar, and I'll catch you guys in a second. But if you guys don't mind, I would like to take a 10-second moment of reflection. So for 10 seconds, I won't say anything. It's going to be dead air because this is in honor for the people who passed on September 11th, 2001. Let me tell you something about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Oh my gosh, this is delicious. I've already had a few when I go out to the gym and they are super healthy too. You're probably thinking, wait a minute, these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, uh, 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 sounds like an unhealthy snack that is not true as i stated built bars are healthy built bar is great for the health conscious guy lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat built bars are low in calorie low in sugar high protein high fiber great for a keto diet and you yes you i'm gonna make an offer that you can't refuse go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get ten dollars off your next order use the promo code locked on and get ten dollars off at builtbar.com there we go i repeated it so that way you don't have to rewind it go to built bar com and get your built bars right now all right it's time for segment two of this very touching and sensitive episode and i also forgot to mention before we went to break uh scott stevens former nhl player and former devil's legend uh he actually does a donation for the victims of the september 11th attacks it's called scott's tots so if you guys want to check that out Please uh, search it. I don't know where to find it. I- I've tried, but mostly I just get the office title. But I just want to say that Scott Stevens, NHL legend, Devils Hall of Famer, he is doing the right thing, and that's what I want people to do. Be more about action and less about being performative. So if you can help in any way, try to donate to his charity. I'm not sure if it still goes on. I'm not sure if he still does it. Like I said, I couldn't find anything, but I, I wish I could put it in the description of this episode, but I'm just putting that out there. So I will say it again. He does a donation for the victims of 9-11 by doing a donation. It's called Scott's Tot. Now let's switch gears for a second because there's also something else that I really wanted to talk about. So as I stated at the beginning of this show, there was something that happened in the sports media world that just left me angry, confused, and just flat out just... I can't even describe it because it was just so insensitive for him to say. What am I referring to, you might be asking? Well, a lot of you may know who Skip Bayless is. He hosts a show, Undisputed, and they talk about sports. Now, they don't talk about hockey, but on this show, we're going to talk about them. Because Skip Bayless said something utterly insensitive about starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, and his depression, and during this whole COVID pandemic, the passing of his brother, and just how Dak Prescott admitted that he was going through a rough time. He was going through depression, and Skip Bayless, I don't even want to say it, so I'll let him do the talking so that way it's fair game. So if you hadn't checked out that Undisputed episode, I'm about to play the clip. I'm going to disqualify myself right up front on this question. I'm the wrong one to ask about this when it comes to him as the face of that franchise Mm -hmm. of America's team. (sighs) 
I'm going to ask our audience to feel free to go ahead and condemn me if you choose as cold-blooded and insensitive on this issue. I have deep compassion for clinical depression. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the quarterback of an NFL team, you know this as well as I, better than I do, it's the ultimate leadership position in sports. Am I right about that? Mm -hmm. You are commanding an entire franchise. What's the roster now? Is it 53 still? 53, but yeah. I think they got like 15 practice <laughs> squad guys. Okay. But, but you're commanding a uh -huh. lot of young men uh -huh. and some older men. And they're all looking to you to be their CEO, to be in charge of the football mm -hmm. team. Because of all that, I don't have sympathy for him going public with, I got depressed I suffered depression early in COVID to the point that I couldn't even go work out. Look, he's the quarterback of America's team. And you know and I know this sport that you play, it is dog eat dog. Mm -hmm. It is no compassion, no quarter given on the football field. If, if you reveal publicly any little weakness, it can affect your team's ability to believe in you in the toughest spots, and it definitely can encourage others on, on the other side yeah. to come after you. You throw an interception, you're going to hear, you depressed number four? You know, get, get that yeah. sort of thing. You get sacked. How did that feel? You getting down about it? You, you just can't go public with it, in my humble opinion. Skip, are you for real, man? I mean, seriously, why would you say something like that? I mean, I mean, really? That is so disrespectful, so insensitive, and quite honestly, uh, if Fox Sports 1 is not going to fire you, they should at the very least make you issue an apology or suspend you. Because that was so not cool for you to say. Because as I stated on this show millions of times, at the end of the day, when someone leaves the field, when someone leaves the rink, when someone leaves the court, when someone leaves their race car, they are people too. They go through a lot of things. I hope we all can be in agreement here and just say suicide, depression, mental health. It's not something to just brush off, okay? Especially when a predominant figure in a sport for a team just says, listen, I was going through something. I think that's a great thing because it says I'm willing to come clean. I'm willing to be vulnerable and just say even I go through some things, all right? And, and Skip, the fact that you just said that was just so disrespectful. And you knew what you were doing because you said social media can hate me all they want. Why would you brush it off? What was your thought process? As someone who's uh, been around people with depression, people who go through mental toughness, people who've unfortunately, tragically decided to take their own lives away, it's not something to joke about. It's not something to brush off. In fact, if you are, if anyone is listening to this right now, I want you to check up on your loved ones, okay? Not even your loved ones. Just check up on someone in general because you never know. You really never know. When someone wants to talk to you about something, especially something personal, be the shoulder they cry on. Be willing to listen. Be willing to understand. Be willing to have compassion. And that is something that Skip Bayless lacked. You're the starting quarterback for America's team. You mock them by saying, oh, I got depressed. What the hell, Skip Bayless? Some things are bigger than football. I don't give a crap if he's America's QB. I really don't, okay? Like, seriously, if he's going through something, if he's saying, listen, I just want to be vulnerable for a second and say, I go through uh, things that some other people go through. 
if he's willing to be a role model to those people and make them more comfortable by saying, I have depression, I go through this, I do this or that, I think that's beautiful. Some things are just bigger than a game. Some things are bigger than football. Some things are bigger than hockey. Some things are bigger than sports in general. Let's just go with that. And I wish there was a better term that I can use to describe you, but it just can't come to mind right now. So I'm just going to use this term. You are a freaking idiot. Plain and simple. So selfish, so stupid, so non-understanding. Why would you say something like that? My dad said that in the media world, sometimes we have to be controversial to gain viewers, to gain listeners. That's not it. That ain't it. Be better. I don't give a crap if he's America's QB. I don't give a crap if he's the Pacific Ocean's team. I don't give a crap if he's the poorest country in the world starting QB. I don't care. The fact that he was willing to share his story, to say, I go through this. The fact that I lost my brother and that I loved him dearly. And the fact that I go, I'm go, i going through something right now and I hope everyone can understand and I hope I can relate to some people that's different than football. If I can relate to someone who's going through something, that's beautiful. And that's not something to joke about. That's all I have to say about Skip Bayless. Just a freaking idiot. So stupid. So insensitive. I know I'm repeating myself, but I really don't give a crap. It needs to be said. If you know someone who's going through something and they're scared to just share it, trust me, if they see that you're willing to listen, if you're willing to be there for them, they'll share it with you. And the fact that Skip Bayless just did that, that's the problem in this world. We have too many people like Skip Bayless who just say, ugh, it's nothing. Just brush it off and don't care. Doesn't affect me. Doesn't affect my life. Well, guess what? It affects other people's lives. Think about someone other than yourself. Think about something other than sports. Think about something other than your fandom. I've lost a lot of respect for you, Skip Bayless. Not that I had much respect for you to begin with, but that tiny ounce of respect I did have for you, out the door. And yeah, you may not care because I'm just a podcaster who's covering the New Jersey Devils. You might not care. But guess what? I'm sure there's some people you do care. And guess what? They're in the same boat as me. You're a freaking idiot. And I'm glad that there were some people, some big, high-name athletes and celebrities who called you out on it. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to think. But I can say this. If you are going through something, please, please talk to someone. There is someone who's willing to listen. Someone who loves you. Someone who's compassionate. Someone who's understanding. So if you're going through something, do not be afraid to speak out. And yeah, there will be some assholes like Skip Bayless who will just be like, whatever. But trust me, there's more people who love you and willing to listen. And that's the main takeaway for today's episode. So have a great weekend, everybody. Continue to stay safe, and I hope you have a wonderful day. I know today's episode was a tough and a sensitive one, but we still need to be talking about things like this. I know I sound like a broken record when I say it, but just keep talking about it. We can't get over it. But we could get through it together as one and also be willing to help someone. And Mr. Rogers once had a saying, every time he saw something in the news that made him sad, mad, whatever the case might be, his mother always told him, look for the helpers because there's always more of them. And that's the main takeaway. In fact, 
change of plans. That's the main takeaway I want you guys to remember from this episode. Always look for the helpers, whether it be from segment one of today's episode or even segment two. Trust me, there are more people willing to help. Have a great day.